0: morning, everybody. Welcome back. Run Your Mouth Podcast. Good to be with you. Yeah, I'm pointing right at you. It's nice to have you here because uh, we got all sorts of topics. We got things that we're going to get into. Shout out to the loyal sponsors. They're the people that make this whole thing possible. You got SheathUnderwear.com. Uh, promo code RYM. You're going to get 20% off. Hopefully, we'll have Robert back on next week for uh, monthly. Give us all the updates. Let us know about all the new products coming out. And then, of course, YoKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo, and YoDelta.com which uh, go load up on some vape pens. All right, first, I, I just like to start off with a little bit of advice for everyone out there listening to the show. You're out there, inflation's getting bad. You're not sure how you're gonna get by. You're not sure you're gonna make any money. You turn on the news and Biden's press secretary's up there going, prices, they haven't changed at all. They're always the same. Now you start losing your fucking mind where you're like, not only can I not afford this shit, they're telling me that this is what it cost last year. You're like, I can't, the, 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 the things, that this isn't adding up. And then you're, you, but then you, you've already done all your math for the day. You're, you're already trying to set budgets. You're not sure how to make any money. Well, I just found out you got all sorts of teachers who are like, "Hey, I don't even know why I was teaching my job. Apparently, you can just sell your pussy pictures up on the uh, the OnlyFans." So, with the amount of money I'm reading about some of these people and the amount of money that they're making on OnlyFans, I just want to suggest that you might as well test the pussy picture market before you go to college, before you take on any on any debt. And I want to make sure, like, you got to be like 18 or 19 before you're getting this advice. Or if you know 18 and 19-year-olds over there, and this might even work for men. I don't know if booty hole pictures are what they're going for. I don't know what twink faces are doing. But I'm just saying, before you go saddle yourself up with debt, you might as well at least test the pussy picture market because you might be able to stock away enough money that by the time your your, your pussy golden years are done, firstly, you well-documented all of your orifices while they were pristine and in their prime. I mean, how many people really take the time to make sure that they get golden pictures of their wiener golden years? Most people haven't done that, and then you well document it. You make all the money you can off of it. You like, yeah, you go open up a, a business or something else. All right, listen, we got we, we I got I got so much news, including Rand Paul getting back out there duking it up with the Fauci nader. Uh, but there is a topic uh, that I, that I'd like to address, which is. Uh, I keep there's more podcasts coming out with the same name show, which I don't really understand if you're out there and you go to YouTube and you see that there's already a run your mouth podcast. And then you go, well, I'm still just going to use this name. You're not off to a very original start. And now who knows? Maybe it's egg on my face. Maybe I'm the unoriginal person five years ago when I started doing this with the thing. And then I know you just Google things. You just, you put it into Google. You see if someone's already got the name. Firstly, I don't even understand why iTunes will let you have two shows with the same name. I don't understand why it's not like an email address or like a Twitter handle, like where you you don't at least have to go the Run Your Mouth podcast one or the Run Your Mouth podcast for runners. And I don't want to stir up any shit with those guys, because as a bit years ago, I challenged them to the name. I said, why don't we make a radio bit out of this? Why don't we try and make a contest out of it so that one of us will keep the name? If I lose, you can have the name. We'll both move on. That didn't go very well. They accused me of defamation. And uh, I think it's kind of funny because that podcast has a very different style to it. And I actually thought it was somewhat humorous that I'd be out here promoting the Run Your Mouth podcast. And then sometimes people would go find that show instead. And then, yeah, would I be losing listeners Would they never find the real Run Your Mouth podcast? Yeah, all those things are true, but I just thought it was kind of funny. I've actually had people that were looking for that show, ended up listening to this show, and then they became fans of it. And then they, like, uh, particularly one lady hit me up. She's a big time runner. She was looking for the other run your mouth podcast, which is more about running. And then it was the first episode I was doing in here where I was yelling about the rape room and she thought it was fine. I wouldn't think random runners out there would think me building rape rooms would be funny, but apparently they appreciated that. So when it was just one person encroaching on the territory, I thought it was kind of a weird and funny joke that there's this very different podcast with the same. And once I once again, I tried reaching out. I thought we could be friends. I thought two podcasts out here with the same name. It seems like an odd fluke within the iTunes system that that could happen. These people seem to be of uh, different personalities and sensibilities than me. Maybe I can refine my palate, make new friends, educate myself within the world. But those people, they did not accept my olive branch. No, it didn't go well. I got I got hit for defamation. Uh, they left all sorts of bad reviews. Well, it didn't go too good. And I blamed it on the, uh, on the fag cast guys, which goes way down, you know, the rabbit hole. I made sense at the time. And they're not even that show name anymore anyways. But then I just saw a new one on iTunes and they, they started off under a different name. I mean, on YouTube under a different name. And then they went with the run your mouth West coast podcast. Like, so am I going to get royalties? Are there now two divisions to the run your mouth things? And that, by the way, it seems like they're doing a decent show. I haven't even watched it. And it's not like I've had so much success with this name. And then I start thinking, maybe I should just come up with a new name. Maybe now this one is, like, just no longer original. But then I was like, well, well, when I come up with a new name, what's going to keep new people from just coming around and then declaring themselves that too? I don't know. It's an internet problem. You know, with all this tech censorship out there, you think they could police people who want to run. It's not even – the name's not that important. It's just not. But then it's also just annoying because we're all crowding out our own space for no reason where someone's going to be looking up my show – and now they're listening to some runners. They're looking up your show and now they're listening to me. And then no one's being found in the algorithms. I mean, do I really got a Jew lawyer up and find people to run the SEO on this thing so that I'm the most well-found of all the people within the category? It's like there's so much competition going on out there. Why are we all competing for the name? All right. That's all I had on that. We can actually get into um, uh, what do I have up first. Let's take a look. What do we got? Oh, the newest duking him out. We're, we're getting right into the to the juice. Usually I'll leave this stuff for the end. But today I don't want to keep you guys uh, waiting. I, I don't want to be teasing y'all. All right. So uh, Rand Paul finally got his hands on the Fauci again. I think uh, Rand might have weaseled his way into this one. They, they were doing a monkeypox thing. And so Rand, he's like, before we can even talk about monkeypox. We're gonna have to look at your academic and credibility as a doctor. And I've got questions for you. He didn't start it that way, but his question was he played the video from Fauci back in the day. Uh he wasn't he wasn't quite as uh Italian sounding back then. He had more of a high screechy voice. Who knows? Who knows what my voice is gonna sound after 40 years of broadcasting? When you when you lose the screechiness and then people look back on it and go, Man, this guy was a real screechy guy back in the day. Uh, anyways, so he gets in and he starts playing the video where Fauci's all like, if you have the flu, that's the – he didn't sound like this back then, but he's like, if you had the flu, then, well, that's the best. Uh, You don't need no shots after that. If you already had the flu, you have the best in all the immunity. you will got the God-given immunity, the best of all the immunities. <laughs> I'm going to end up sounding like Alex Jones permanently from trying to do impressions of these people. Uh, and not even good ones at that. All right, so we're not going to watch the whole thing. You know why? Because uh, we're going to go even briefer. Like I said, I'm not reading full articles anymore. We're, we're going to be condensing things down. This is going to be the shortest, most disjointed of all the political podcasts that ever existed until some other new podcast comes in with the same name. And then they start doing politics too. And then things get really confusing. All right. Anyways, Saran so Pauly plays the video. I'm sure you guys have all seen it by now. There's an old video back in flu seasons. Uh, I think Fauci's live on air. Someone calls in uh, Fauci now claims that they were saying that they had problems with vaccines, but that's what he's claiming now. Uh, but she basically says, Hey, you know, I already had the flu. So I got a flu shot. And he goes, there's no reason for it. Cause you got the natural immunity thing." So we're going to skip towards the end where uh, Rand Paul starts pressing on such issues as are we ever going to find out about the royalty payments that people from the NIH are getting from the very vaccine companies that you guys are, um, you know, pushing vaccines for or giving approval for these vaccines for Uh, Two: how come they're still making recommendations even for kids to get boosted were to even get initially vaccinated. How come if Fauci recognizes the value of natural immunity, he won't make similar uh, um, remarks in regards to uh, COVID. And then we're going to hear what Fauci said, because towards the end of this, I think you're going to see the biggest bombshell. Here we go.
1: Uh, but she's had the flu for 14 days. Oh, that's and annoying. I shell. wanted to start this, this from the, a particular timestamp. People decry vaccine hesitancy it's coming from the gobbledygook that you give us. You're not paying attention to the science. The very basic science is that previous infection provides a level of immunity. If you ignore that in your studies, if you don't present that in your committees, you're not being truthful or honest with us.
2: Uh, Senator, if I might respond, I have never ever denied fundamental Immunology. In fact, I wrote
0: the I book wrote on
1: it.
2: That the was me. Of I Is it any, wrote any, it. Any, any, <laughs> of the
1: any of the guidelines for vaccines? You know, Do any of the guidelines for vaccines from the government include previous infection as something to base your decision making on with vaccines? Do uh, any of the guidelines involve previous infection? That's why you're ignoring previous pardon. infection because it doesn't involve any of the guidelines. And furthermore, we've been asking you, and you refuse to answer whether anybody on the vaccine committees gets royalties from the pharmaceutical companies. I asked you last time, and what was your response? We don't have to tell you. We've demanded them through Freedom of Information Act, and what have you said? We're not going to tell you. But I tell you this, when we get in charge, we're gonna change the rules, and you will have to divulge where you get your royalties from, from what companies, and if anybody on the committee has a conflict of interest, we're gonna learn about it. I promise you that.
2: Uh, Mr. Chair, can I I respond to that, please? Okay, there are two aspects for what you said. You keep saying, you approve, you do this, you do that. The committees that give the approval are FDA through their advisory committee. The committees that recommend are CDC through their advisory committee. And you keep saying, I'm the one that's approving a vaccine based on certain data. So I don't really understand with all
0: due respect, Senator. the one I have- that
1: said you would
0: not. All right, let's just pause right there. Fauci ain't taking no more glory laps. He isn't out there preaching how good everything is. He isn't even saying that those are the right recommendations. Now, apparently, hey, I was just paid $900,000 to repeat everything from those people, go on TV and pretend like I'm the guy who makes all the decisions because I'm the science and I represent it. But you keep saying that me, I never did that. It was, uh, it was the agency over there that did that part. And it was the agency over there that did that part. So here, here's what's going down now. Hey, for all you people out there that watch this video and you think that Fauci won this exchange, that you still think that Fauci is the greatest thing that ever happened to us, really the meanest thing that Fauci ever did was decide to leave his post. I mean, this guy, he gets everything right. He saves so many lives, but he's just selfish that he won't stay in government office and continue to save all of our lives. Well, here he is because he no longer wants to take credit for any of these things. In fact, he doesn't know. I never said that. I never made those recommendations. I was never. This is what it's going to come down to is that they're finally going to start unwinding some of the things that were made and everyone's going to finger point. Well, the NIH told me to do this and that one told me to do that. And we never told anyone that they couldn't show up to their job. We just suggested it. This is something that I've been talking about for a little bit now. That's why. Government needs to start acting with clear authority. Like it needs to tell you, "Hey, I'm the person making this decision, and it's under this authority." That way, you can actually have some culpability. So we're already seeing how Fauci is going to weasel out of this whole thing. Uh no we we had we had programs in place. We had expert recommendations coming from all. Yeah, but when you sit on top of those people and you put pressure on them to get the results that you need and then people are leaving the agencies because when they make the other recommendations, they don't feel comfortable there like all the people that left uh, when it came to recommending the booster shots, right? And, and and so you orchestrate the agencies that they just come up with like specific results and then you go, well, the, the agency came up with that, that conclusion. That, that had nothing to do with me. Everyone gets to finger point at somebody else. But I think the uh, the big takeaway here is that th- this guy's not taking a glory lap anymore, right? He's no longer up on the stage, holding up his big trophies, going, every- you're welcome, because I did so good for everybody. You so We've done so good, and everyone's got to listen to me because I'm the scientist. He's changing his tune a little bit here. I never – you keep saying me. You keep saying it like I've been the guy in charge. You keep saying, me, like, that I made like, – was I the guy on the news who kept telling everyone to be doing all these things. I I'm not that guy. It was the, it was the organizations that has nothing to do with me. I was just here. $900,000 a year, repeating what they were doing, pretending like it was all me, but that was, that was when I was playing pretend. Now these are real accusations. You make real accusations. And that has, that's not me. You're talking, you got to go talk to the head of the FDA. You got to go talk to, all right, let's finish the video.
1: Not no. Reveal you would not reveal what company well, well, gave you the gave you royalties or what company gave the other scientists royalties. Move on. You told oh. the
2: committee Senator Paul. S- to move I, on. Can I
1: please answer
2: that? Briefly, you yes. keep asking committees, they're not my committees, they're the Verpac committee for the FDA and the ACIP for the CDC. So I don't have any idea. What goes on and they what won't they reveal re- as well as you won't reveal. Okay, what we're going to, we're going to move on. We're over time. Senator Paul, you're
0: over. There you go. Fauci wants nothing to do with the COVID stuff. It was all other people go talk to them. Uh, at the smoke out bug out, I posed the question to Mike nice. I don't even know if this may, this might've fallen away. This might've uh, not made it off the cutting room floor. I uh, anyways, I posed to Mike nice, the question that, you know, they're busing illegal immigrants all over the country, right? Where would it be funnier to drop them off? And uh, Mike and nice, he didn't have the best answer. He said the the where we were out in Denver. But Ron DeSantis, my God, has he come up with the best answer? Here he is. Ron DeSantis ships two planes of migrants to Martha's Vineyard Report, which is pretty excellent. You want a good spot to piss off liberals? I, I hope they drop these people off right outside of Obama's mansion. The mansion that he's uh, importing oil to, you know, he's concerned with uh, with global warming, but he's going to live right on an island and make sure that he's supplied with his own supply of oil because he knows that windmills aren't going to work. So here you go. You've got these people. And uh, of course, this is politicizing. It's politicizing it because we're, we're trying to pretend like this isn't an issue. We're trying to put Kamala Harris is out here on interview saying that there's absolutely no issue at the border. You can play footage of people being dropped right through the barbed wire. The barbed wire, by the way, apparently is on the wrong side of the fence and it's not up against the fence. They got barbed wire there, so you can't leave the country. The little bit of wall that we apparently have down protecting the border is there so that if people, if for some reason you wanted to leave, you're not going to be able to leave because if you want to come in, it's not even up against the fence and it's on the wrong side. I, uh, you guys can go to my Twitter, Robbie, the fire. Uh, you can see that video where they're literally just dropping people under the, you know, there's literally a space. There's literally a space. And then they got, uh, God bless the illegal immigrants. Cause they got some decent gear. They're coming in there like, uh, like they're, they're splunking into a cave. It's no big deal to them. Uh, so anyways, You've got this issue of all these illegal immigrants. They're passing the border and you got the Obama administration, uh, not the Obama administration. I'm retarded. I'm just as retarded as Biden. You got the Biden administration going, everything's fine. You know, we, uh, we don't need walls, but you know, we, we went down there. We flew down and we told them, Hey, we'd rather if you didn't come in and they got the message. And so they're just not coming in. And yet we know how many people are coming in. So They're pulling a good move here. They're going, listen, we know that this is a problem. You want to pretend like it's not a problem. So then here, here's the people. Here's the people. You guys got resources for the people? You're trying to say that there's no issue here. So if you got resources for the people, then here, here are the people. Enjoy the people. You want to help the people? Here are the people. I'll help you. I'm going to help you out because I'll deliver it right to your door, and then you can go help the people you want to help. Uh, Of course, it showcases the fact that the border is not under control, that there is an issue. And uh, but that's playing politics, because if we're over here and we're trying to pretend like something's totally fine and we're out here and we're trying to lie to everybody and then you're exposing our lie, then you're playing politics. So uh, so this one's pretty good by DeSantis. You know what else would be fun if they just started parachuting them into private neighborhoods, you know, or like if Leonardo DiCaprio showed up on his private jet and they were just on the private jet, like whoever's being outspoken about that this is not an issue, like uh let, let's just parachute them right into their lawn or set them up at the tent right there, just right on the person's lawn. Just you know, DeSantis can personally get in his car and drive them to someone's private neighborhood and then just and and just put them there. Uh all right. And here was the line from uh DeSantis. Uh and this was great because he doubled down with some excellent bitchy girl energy. This wasn't coming from him. It was coming from, uh, I guess, his press secretary. States like Massachusetts, New York, and California will better facilitate the care of these individuals who have they invited into our country by incentivizing illegal immigration through their uh, designation as sanctuary states and support for the Biden administration's open border policies to Tara Fenske, the governor's communication uh, director. How great is that? States like Massachusetts, New York, and California can better facilitate the care. Hey, we're just trying to help you guys out. We know that you care so much about these individuals that you're going to be better able to care for them. So we'll just bring them right to your door. And then this one got even um, uh, uh, one-upped by... uh, overall. Wait, we'll come back to that. No, where's the other video? well, We'll see what this video is and then I'll tell you guys what the other one was.
2: Overall, uh, prices have been essentially flat in our country these these
1: last two months. Man, if
0: Overall, you knew how much time I actually spent at my desk organizing these videos to then show up and have them be totally wrong. Also, I spent a lot of time yesterday. I, I just like moments like this because I spent so much time putting together spreadsheets for my taxes. And like, I'm sure everything's wrong in there. There's no one double checking it and you're seeing live my organization skills are putting things together can i present moments like this as evidence to the jury to just be like yeah i am not good with this that that's why i didn't work in finance you know i, I yeah you're you're right i'm grossly disorganized only with government can you still be a kid where all of a sudden like you're just in in trouble for like being you you know what I mean it's like you got adD and when you're in school you show up without textbooks you have all these problems so then you find jobs where like you don't have to do these things but then all of a sudden like you' you're, you're still kind of locked into a system where I guess there's some sort of uh enforced responsibility upon yourself all right anyways uh the other one they did was uh apparently Greg Abbott bust in some people to write outside of uh Kamala Harris's House or wherever she's staying, some like naval base or some shit like that, which was pretty funny. Here's what I think would make the world's greatest location to drop them off at. Put me into the smoke out bug out. You know, they always get like at speeches, they get the row of people now standing behind you, supporting you while you're at your speech. Just deliver them right to live news events. Like, literally, like while the cameras are rolling, let's uh let's just start delivering these people, shuffling them in to stand right behind Obama. Uh, Obama. Why do I keep saying Obama or right behind Biden at uh, at the next, the next time? And he won't even notice he's too busy squinting at the teleprompter trying to, I'm trying to read it. And there's a thing. Cause we're doing so good. And we're going to keep even doing better. Cause, cause we're really good at things and there's no problem at the border. And then you just start shuffling in the immigrants right behind him. It's totally secure. And we're going to treat people with humanity And respect, because we love these people. And, oh, my God, who the fuck put those people there? Get rid of them. All right. Next news story. Um, Overall. This is from NPR. Your everyday rituals do impact your life, just not how you might expect. Uh, So I was reading through this, and apparently rituals can help soothe your anxiety, which I always like when academics will come support your OCD. You know, we gather here amongst us for the fourth checking of this locked door, and if everyone can just hold into their hearts that feeling of security that you feel upon acknowledging for a fourth time that the door that you've already checked is actually locked, and if you could just feel that sense of security in your heart, maybe we can bring more of that Sense of comfort into the world. Uh, so, you know, we're going to have to bring some more uh, podcast rituals to the Run Your Mouth podcast. If you got any suggestions, Rob's Newsroom at gmail.com. I'm thinking maybe an opening bell, maybe start the show off drinking some milk. I'm not going to be drinking any milk. You know, what kind of ceremonies would you guys like to see? We could like even do it synagogue style where it's like the congregation would now like to honor uh, Dan Smeagol, Jew Goldberg, Schwartz and Face. Uh, with the turning on of the microphones. and then we can start having people need to make moda- uh, make donations. The, 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 the committee of Run your mouth uh, would like to honor this next person with the pressing of the button uh, so that we can see that the next video is not actually here. Uh, you know that's how we're gonna start monetizing the show. We're, we're gonna go ham on rituals. We'll do uh, we'll do a ribbon cutting ceremony every single morning. Uh, we'll do a, a cleaning of the microphones. Uh, we'll do a flushing of the toilet. I usually pee right before the show, the, the pouring of the coffee, uh, Rob's at gmail.com. If you want to, if you want to donate, <laughs> sponsor, uh, a run your mouth ritual and, uh, come to the apartment, uh, for one of these rituals, the, the cooking of the eggs. Sometimes I cook myself some eggs before the show. There could be a lot. We can be getting plaques. We you, you think these are the only plaques I want to sell? I mean, loyal supporters, the, these plaques have been here all year. I mean, you're you're not gonna get a plaque of this size, but we we can get you a little plaque underneath saying that this uh that the curtain was was sponsored by all right, next story. Uh King Charles, speaking of OCD, King Charles outrageous list of daily demands revealed. This was a scandalous headline. We're looking at footage of King Charles and he's all like, get this off my table. I don't want this here. I don't want this here. And then he's looking at footage of him with leaky pens. Who's giving the king like who, how do you even have leaky pens? Talk about a fuck up on your staff. That's a guy who's just fucking with you. You're there. You're signing documents. You're trying to find out what date it is. Cause you're living groundhog day. It's every single morning you wake up with press pajamas with uh, white w- waffles and biscuits, no one's ever fucking messing up your shit. And so you get the staff that's around you and they just like watching you uh, freak out because if it's just irritating enough, they know that this guy loses his mind. He's got, he's very particular, which by the way, I admire this man being particular. Uh, for, all right, let, let's get into the article because they, they're up here and they're, they're giving the guy shit for like his list of daily demands and nothing on here is even that crazy. Yeah, like, if you're going to come at me with some scandalous shit, it's got to be scandalous shit. If you come at me and you go, look, we got the scandalous shit, and then you don't actually have anything, you you just really, you make the guy look good, because you're like, hey, look, I got all these embarrassing details, and then it's not even that embarrassing, and you're like, "This this is the worst you can come up with on this guy? All right, so here we go. King Charles Outrageous List of Daily Demands Revealed. His pajamas are pressed every morning, his shoelaces are pressed flat with an iron. The bath plug has to be in a certain position, and the water temperature has to be just tempered, and a bathtub filled only half full. Burel said. The king even has his valets squeeze one inch of toothpaste onto his toothbrush every morning. If you're rich enough to get things just right, like and you're gonna pay people to do it, you want the things to be just right. Like I understand the ocd ness of it, where it's like In this moment, like I've had moments really like that where it's like you kind of have to like mentally be like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. Like you have to go like, all right, I know that I'm being crazy. This is not that big of a deal. Like recently I had an incident where I had a great whiskey and I was with great company, but they didn't have the ice cubes I wanted. And so there's a little part where like this moment would have been different if they had the ice. But like you can also just go, it's not a big deal. Like, I'm still having the best time of my life. What do I I really got to be OCD about this ice cubes? You got to like walk and talk yourself out of the OCD. You know what I mean? But it's like, it's still the moment wasn't what the moment could have been. Now that's a very OCD way of thinking where you're like, this is great, but it could have been a little bit greater. You got to like start deleting that. I can tell you from my own experience with life, you got to, you got to work on yourself. You're like, it doesn't always need to be the absolute best version because then you're comparing reality to non-reality. But let me tell you, checking that door for a fourth time, it can feel good, you know, and it's free in terms of things that are free and not harmful to other people. It makes you feel good. You know what I mean? Like those little moments. And if you can have things just right and you can afford it and then you put your mind to, hey, I want things to be just right. And then your staff's not getting it right. I could see why that's disappointing. I almost admire the guy who takes the time to realize, you know what? I feel a little bit better when I'm tying my shoelaces and they're actually kept completely straight. That's a good leader right there. I feel a little bit better. If I get into like my pajamas, like it's nice getting into like pajamas, but like if they're actually warm, like if I have coming out of the oven pajamas, it feels a little bit toastier. Don't you kind of admire a guy who's taken the time? He's got all the resources in the world and he's just being finicky about little shit. You know what I mean? He's not like, think about all the things He could be like, I want a platter of ice cream rubbed on my butthole before I take a shit in the morning to help my hemorrhoids. He could be doing that. And then he could go, I only want Asian women with thin fingers who are going to actually come into the bathroom and uh, and, and smear the ice cream onto my asshole before I then clean it out. Like, think about the list of demands that this guy could be making, and he's going very simple here, which is, I don't even know the thrill of finely pressed shoelaces. I can't tell you what that is, but if you're rich enough in every single day of your life, you're, by the way, maybe this is what uh, we should be getting into. I mean, think about it. This guy is extremely rich. He's royalty. He can make any demands that he wants. And his morning demands are that he wants his or evening demands are pajamas pressed and shoelaces pressed flat with an iron. I don't know how good it is to get your shoelaces flat. Maybe maybe that's a game changer. Maybe if you wake up in the morning with freshly pressed shoelaces that like that, you, you can just go off and start accomplishing things. All right, here, what else? And then here was the other one that they were giving him shit for. He also supposedly insists his cheese and biscuits be warmed to a certain temperature at the end of meals. It makes his staff keep a warming tray nearby since he's particular about everything. I get that. Dude, you know, sometimes when you're like eating a meal. Like I would want a cookie button because that's my big thing. Sometimes like you eat your meal and it's like right in this moment, that cookie's going to be the shit. If I have to wait for it, then I'm not like riding that like sugar craving right into Sacy's uh, uh, satisfaction. And so it doesn't do the same thing for me. So it's like a, a heroin injection. Where I want to be able to press that button, and then right on that spot, you're bringing me cookies. I'm mean, I'm particular about my cookies. I like something that's uh, you want it warm but not hot, right? You don't want it too thin and crispy. You want it warm, hot. You want it to have enough texture that it's got a good mouthfeel. Like I would I would be in the kitchen every day. I'd be talking to that cookie guy and I'd be like, we got to get these cookies just right because you can afford to have that moment. And the fact that you know that you can afford to have that moment right and then people aren't getting it right. I get it. I'm coming out full support for the king. All right, let's take a couple comments and then we'll get into uh, the next story. Just imagine the ridiculous uh, demands he asked for the children he buys. Yeah, <laughs> they, they need them nice and sparkly. Uh, Oh, Luke, what's up, Luke? I would have a guy to blow up my nose before getting out of bed. If I was King blood, blow, chop, chop, fucking chop, chasey. I think what you mean is, uh, you want a guy before, while you're asleep, it's kind of like walking, waking up with a blow job. You want a lady or a, a kid, I guess, maybe even at that point, to put a nostril, uh, basically to, to blow. Like they have those things. I've seen it for tobacco, where you put like the th- the thing, and then someone blows the tobacco up your nose, so you would like it if someone did that with meth, so that you just woke up like whoa. Uh, Luke, I hope you achieve that in your life. Moderately amused. Next time you're in Houston, I'll slip you a bottle of full year de- four year old generic Wellbutrin. Maybe that will help with the ADD. I'll take you up on trying some Wellbutrin. I'm game for that. Also, I'd like to do Houston. I'm going to have a date coming soon in Austin and I'm going to try and do Dallas, uh, the Friday before it. And then, uh, Houston the following Sunday, I have to start making arrangements on that. Oh, and speaking of live gigs, um, guys, you got to come out for this one. October 1st, it's in, uh, Maryland. You know what? Why don't I just pull, let me just pull it up. Why don't we pull this up? Give me a second. I know. I, I well, here I can tell you about it while I'm pulling it up. Uh, the show is in Maryland. It is not far from uh, Philadelphia, um, and it's also not far from Baltimore. I would say it's uh, kind of right in between the two, right off of I-95. Um, it's incredible lineup. So we've got Justin Silver will be headlining it, and then Menu and Hart and Chris Vega and myself. Uh this is a lot of show for just showing up and seeing people do like their best 20. Uh I mean all of us probably have about an hour uh and are headlining. So the fact that you get all four of us in one night, it's a fan that owns the brewery. He's got uh delicious beers. They are recently opened, and I should tell you guys the location. Why don't I do that? That would make sense, wouldn't it? Uh location. Look how great of a promoter I am, everybody. Fifth Company Brewing, 325 Front Street, Perryville, Maryland. Fifth Company Brewing, that is October 1st. If you live in Philadelphia, um, I mean, D.C., you probably just saw me, Chris, and Menuhin. Uh, But Baltimore, if you guys are living in that, in that area, um, Justin's a killer. It's going to be a fun night. Great lineup, so come hang out for that. All right. Uh, next topic, what do we got? Oh, all right. I introduced you guys to a new series. It's called, um, I will not, uh, firstly, I don't think Dave is doing Houston. I think Dave, I see in the comments over here, I think Dave is doing uh, Austin and no, I was not invited. So I will not be on the Austin show. All right, here is our newest series called uh, Good Questions, which, uh, you know, I'm going to be taking these questions from other people because sometimes you see good common sense questions, right? Sometimes uh, you got these policies going on People are making all sorts of decisions and someone just comes through with some very common sense uh, decisions. Uh, And so we're going to start highlighting more of these because they're going to help our brain. They're going to help us think. So this is from Newsweek from Thomas Massey, uh, the Twitter great. At some point, me and him are going to be friends. Uh, It'll happen. Putting it out there in the world. All right. So yesterday I mentioned in creepy financial news that they're adding the requirement for credit card companies to or uh, to create a little code for when you're purchasing a gun, so that in some form and fashion, they're going to be able to track gun sales, at least if they were done with a credit card. Uh, so let's read. It's only a couple paragraphs here from Newsweek, where Thomas Massey highlights the problems of this. Given that gun buyers who use credit cards have already passed background checks to see if they can legally buy guns, what suspicious activities could credit card companies possibly look for? Is buying two or three guns evidence of suspicious activity? The majority of mass public shootings since 1998 only used one gun. Do you look for people who buy AR-15s, America's most popular rifle? Put aside that even the Associated Press now recognizes that these aren't weapons of war and are no different than other hunting ri- rifles. Only rarely do mass public shootings involve rifles and no other type of far- firearms. Should we be suspicious, if someone purchased a couple hundred rounds of ammunition, people can easily use that many rounds at a shooting range in an afternoon. Despite what people see on TV crime shows like Law & Order, gun registration doesn't help law enforcement solve crimes. Police and jurisdictions from Hawaii to New York that have had registrations for decades can't point to any crimes that they have been able to solve. Even entire countries such as Canada haven't had success. If guns are left at a crime scene and are registered to the person who committed the crime, it is possible to trace the gun back to the criminal. But guns are virtually never left at crime scenes. And in the few times that they are, they aren't registered to the person who committed the crime. So why do Democrats keep calling for a costly policy that does nothing to reduce crime? All right. So those were some good questions by Thomas Massey about this new law or, or this new uh, uh, policy. Uh, it might just even be initiated from the credit card companies. Now, this is from uh, Mish Talk. Uh, I don't read his site every day, but he, he's great. He, he, uh, economist. I've tried to have him on the show. I got to reach back out again because he did get back to me and then it kind of fell through. I do recommend his blog. Uh, he's He's one of these guys that on any given topic, he's probably got the smartest take. Uh, So I recommend following his blog. So this was uh, particularly uh, questions. He's got a list of questions about why the electric vehicle and green energy stuff is not, has not been thought out. Uh, So once again, it's good for us. We're only going to read two paragraphs. And this is the, this is what I bring to you people is I read everything. And then when you get one or two good pieces out there that it will actually stimulate your brain and give you some uh, good critical reasoning skills. I highlight it for you. Here we go. Policy decisions by clueless heads of state uh, bow down to St. Greta, AOC, and President Biden. They have put in place an inflationary inferno that central bankers do not know how to stop. Even more ridiculous, President Biden, Elizabeth Warren, and others want the Fed to take on a third mandate and stress test the economic impact of continued rise in temperature. What needs to be stress tested is the reverse the inflationary impact of a push for clean energy before battery storage technology exists, grid improvements exist, and whether or not physical metals for all uh, the batteries that will be needed are even available. All right. So here's the quick list of questions. With the Will the production of lithium, cobalt, manganese, and nickel be su- sufficient to make all the batteries at what price? In other words, if we're increasing demand, for all these materials, like what is going to be the price of actually having everyone have cars and run off batteries? Can the electrical grid take the strain? Will there be enough charging stations? Who will pay for all of these charging stations? Those are good questions and no one has the answers, but I do have the answers to one driving question. Will this do much of anything for the environment by 2035? No, and possibly not 2050 either. Uh, But the point are they are just some common sense questions that you would think people pushing for these electronic vehicles would be able to easily answer this information, be readily available, but not. All right. Now, another section I want to introduce to the show, it's called I don't know. We're going to go daily at some point in time, and then I'm going to start harassing you guys to, uh, you know, to fund the operation. And then we're going to get our wall of plaques of uh, of uh, of title sponsors We're going to have all sorts of ceremonies. I'll come over to your house. I'll blow flutes and horns. I'm not going to blow you, but flutes and horns. And not even like the the, the trumpet ones, but then like the fake plastic versions of it. Listen, that pitch is coming down the line. But for right now, I'm going to start a new category called I don't know, which is I want to be your one-stop shop that at a minimum, you can know everything that's going on in the news. But sometimes you get news stories where I don't really know why they're important and I don't even really know what they're getting at. And like everyone's making a stink over it. And I'm like, I don't even really know what's going on here. So instead of pretending like I do know what's going on here, I, we're going to create a new category in the show just called I don't know. And I'll tell you that there's this thing that's going on in the news and I don't even know what the fuck it is. So the first one is they they had this Twitter whistleblower. They brought this guy in and I, I feel like, uh, you know, at the end of the day, Twitter's a private company. You can keep your uh, keep your security problems to yourself. It wasn't about the relationship between uh, Twitter and government and whether or not Biden administration is threatening threatening them uh, to, uh, you know, to take things off the platform. That's an interesting story. And I understand why the government would be involved in that one. Twitter security issues. I mean, I guess I get it. I like I understand. I guess maybe there's a level of consumer protection or maybe government. They're in the big data game. They're out there. They're purchasing stuff from AT&T. And so they understand the value of the big data. And they want to make sure that no one else can get their hands on it. But is that government really protecting us or is that government protecting its own interest where it's like, listen, we need to be able to manipulate people and we got to make sure that no one else can manipulate people like what what, what exactly you guys planning on doing with this big data and why are you guys so concerned about other people getting their hands on it? And if, if it's so concerning that other people are getting their hands on it, should me be making laws that maybe the government can't have access to it too? I'm just going to float some fucking crazy ass conspiracy theories that Elon Musk has some friends in high places and that whole shebang-a-bang-a-ding-a-ding went down to try and help him get out of this deal. I, I think that's probably what was going on there. Uh, props, though, to uh, Hawley. I think uh, if uh, Trump leaves the presidential scene, I think uh, I'd be interested to see if Hawley... Uh, makes a push for that because uh, uh every time I watch him in these little skirmishes he uh he seems to hold himself pretty well and present himself pretty well he might be a Warhawk dumbass for all I know I'm just talking to you purely off of television theatrics of who I think might be able to make a run for things. And uh, he seems, uh, Cotton seems impressive at times too. Maybe I'm just attracted to a particular type of white man. Who knows? Uh, but Holly seems to be presenting pretty well. Then he had uh, a TikTok meeting. Uh, same thing. Holly uh, was uh, skirmishing with this lady. And it seems like uh, TikTok is doing a good job of basically pulling the Fauci where they've separated themselves into two different companies. You've got the bite dance, and then you got the TikTok. And then basically what they do is they just constantly reference the other one, and lady refuses to answer any questions whatsoever. Uh, and go, No, well, we're very careful with the access over here. No, no one from TikTok would do that. It's like the very particular wording where it's like, I mean, the best video of all was when Ted Cruz went after that very handsome man. And then he basically busted him that he was refusing to answer the questions. Uh, But they seem to do a good job of basically creating two different separate entities and then constantly not answering your question by, you know, by like self-referencing the two different entities. Uh, All right. Then you've got more subpoenas. Apparently, they're even uh, hunting down Mike Lindell. Mike Lindell's out there. He's trying to find even better materials for his pillows. He's hunting ostriches. He's hunting all sorts of birds. You know, he's been filling up his uh, his thing with cotton. And now all of a sudden he, he's going off the grid. You know, he can't just be selling his pillows in Walmart anymore. So he's going to need some new premium pillows with some exotic bird feathers in there so that he's got something to sell you. So he's out there and he's uh, and but that so uh, Tucker Carlson did a whole piece on this that they're subpoenaing everybody. If you ever spoke about Donald Trump, you thought about Donald Trump, you're not currently in prison for January 6th, they're subpoenaing everybody. So, I, but I, I don't know who they subpoenaed. I, I, You know what I mean? It's just, it's like scandalous headline. Are, are they doing more to investigate Trump than they were before? Yes. Uh, is there some sort of January 6th going on that they're rating his things, that they've got Alex Jones's phone, that they're trying to build some sort of a case? Yes. All right. Not news yet. We got to wait and see what comes of it. Uh, but last topic, and I guess this is kind of a big one egg on my face. Cause, uh, you know, Dave, Dave points this one out to me. Sometimes I get it. I get excited. You know, it's like if they actually flip the Senate, I would get excited. I'd be like, man, Rand Paul, I bet he's actually going to go for Fauci. And Dave's always like, it never happens. And so in that regard, there was the Durham investigation which was supposed to be this great prosecutor guy was going to do what Mueller did, which I guess has come up empty handed. (laughs) Uh, No, he was going to like basically the equivalent of the Mueller investigation. But this one was going to be into the origins of how they were looking into Trump. Right. So it's a a bullshit investigation of the bullshit investigation. This thing become very circular. And apparently it's over. Came up with nothing. No one from the FBI. Nobody's in trouble. The deep state. Whoever whoever managed to create the whole thing, I, I guess there maybe there isn't even a deep state. I guess the the investigators went in, they looked into the whole situation of why they rallied against Trump and basically made it that you know the guy who was legally elected had to deal with some Russia collusion story for two full years. Uh, but that's over. Nothing came of it. And then I wanted to show two videos, but they didn't load up. You know, I I got to reach out to my my friend Lou, uh, who can help us out here. Uh, but I just wanted to showcase two videos of just how blatantly they'll lie to you now. Uh, so one was of uh, Jean Pierre, and she's talking about how prices have been flat this year. She's just bold-faced lying about inflation. And the other one was Kamala Harris on Meet the Press, uh, where they ask her about the situation at the border, and she's just basically, the border's beautiful. I don't know what you're talking about. There's no problems here. Uh and there's no one being dropped off right in front of my house. Okay, last story for the day. This is from the Washington Post. Um Russia has secretly funneled at least 300 million to foreign political parties and candidates in more than two dozen countries since 2014 in an attempt to shape political events beyond its borders, according to a US new US intelligence review. And I like all these articles where they try and highlight just how evil Russia is. This is why we're supposed to hate Russia. $300 million spent. to Didn't we just spend $55 billion to not fight a war with them, right? Aren't we spending like $55 billion in Ukraine to not be fighting a war with Russia? It's just every time they try and come out with these news stories of here, Russia is so mean that is uh, in response to our sanctions. They're not going to send the people who are sanctioning them the oil they need. Well, it's like, what do you expect of them? I'm just pointing out that all of the, like it's almost like what I was saying with the king where they go, oh, scandalous. Look at how demanding this guy is. And then it's that he's being particular with the staff that he probably pays pretty good. And he's rich. He's rich. He's been the king forever. I mean, if you're going to get to be the king, it's come with its king's privileges like uh, Hunter Biden. You know what I mean? He's using all the presidential privileges. He's out there. Crack whores, is not going to jail. That guy, he's using his presidential like you use the privilege that you get. Like, What's the point of having the privilege if you're just going to go, oh, I feel bad about my privilege? Then it's just a perfectly good waste of privilege. God gave you privilege. Right? He came into the world, either the universe or God said, hey, I'd like for you to have this privilege. And then you're just going to squander it? That's not what the universe wants. All right. Can I have any more? Oh, all right. Well, we're going to get into this a little bit more. Uh, but I did a whole thing a couple days ago. If you didn't listen to it, go check out an episode. I probably did 25 minutes on this about how there is a uh, student body of LGBT that attend Yeshiva University and they demand that their club should be recognized, even though it's a religious institution. It goes up to the Supreme Court. And here is the latest. This is from The Week magazine. Supreme Court rules Yeshiva University must accommodate LBGT group for now. The Supreme Court on Wednesday voted 5-4 to four that Yeshiva University in New York City must recognize an LGBT student organization. Why pride alliance while appeals a state college judge is ruling in proper order. Uh, our country over, everybody. I, I just want to make it clear. Like, it's not that you should have the freedom. To be as gay as you'd like to be, I'm all for freedom. Make whatever decisions you want to make with your life. It's your life. Enjoy it. If you're inclined to have people of the same gender as you, go do that. That, that like the same as I was saying, don't squander your privilege, don't squander your sexuality. If that's what you enjoy, no harm to others, go enjoy yourself. I'm I'm very, I'm very much go enjoy yourself. But you don't go to the religious like yeah yeah I don't go masturbate up in the in the confession booth at church, you got you got to do that at home, and you can go anywhere around the world. There's all these campuses that probably celebrate. The 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 gayer you are, I bet the more you get celebrated. The one place you don't get to do it is at the religious school. That's the one place. It's like having a bacon club, but these people they insisted. They insisted that they got to be there and that they got to change the entire basis of the religion so that they could accommodate them. They could pretend like the that this is what the religion is actually about. And what the kids, you know, in their little Weasley fashion, what they're claiming they want is they just want a room with a whiteboard. That's it. They just want a room with the whiteboard. And now I hope that they get that room and a whiteboard and it's to teach a class on how to insert things within your asshole. I hope that that's what they do. You actually show up to the class and I'd like to attend. I'd like to attend. I'd like to learn about uh, about prep and what I could have done to avoid the AIDS that I have. You know what I mean? Like, I'm all for for education here. All right, that's our episode. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, knock on your friends' doors, tell them about the show, dedicate a plaque, uh, support the sponsors. Chiefunderword.com, use promo code RYM, you're going to get 20% off. YoDelta.com, also use promo code RYM, you get 20% off, and those carts, they're good to have on hand. Every once in a while, you end up in situations where uh, you can't be smelling like the marijuanas or you don't want to be getting too. I mean, you want to get super high. You can eat those gummies and uh, spend a whole day fucked up. But that's not what I'm into. I like having a nice little vape pen pole, going on a bike ride, being up here with your energy where it's all very level headed and you feel good. And then, you know what else I like? I like having my nuts be protected. I like it when they're separated from my nuts, when everything's not all stinky and sweaty. So, use promo code RYM. Go support the sponsors. All right. I think that's all I got for uh, today's episode. Thanks for hanging out with me. Probably back uh, maybe on Saturday uh, with another one. Um... All right. That's our episode. Have a good day.